gets inside, leans in, knocked away and stolen by Holiday. Now up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. To Curry, way down top. This the dagger. This kind of sick. Zion's gonna want out soon. Here's the thing, I don't think the front office of that organization, of that New Orleans organization, knows what the heck they're doing. What can I say? Mamba out. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Josh Phoenix, and today, today's gonna be a little bit different. I'm gonna explain to you guys in a few minutes, but we got a lot to talk about. I'm super excited. The puffs continue to shape up. It's been a lot of interesting storylines. There's been a lot of interesting stuff just coming out of the NBA in general. Look, there's no easy way of saying this, especially if this is your team. But why are a lot of superstars getting hurt? We see Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, Tyre here. He's not a superstar, but he's a good, great player, depending on how you view him. But you see a lot of players, like John Moran, you just see a bunch of players getting hurt. Whether that's for their hand or back, whatever it may be. And Giannis, he's been suffering a lower back contusion. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George have knee issues. So right now, it's just been a whirlwind, whirlwind of issues. Heck, even for the Phoenix Suns, campaign is dealing with um, injuries. Same goes with Chris Paul, because he had to get tested. But there have been injuries. They were only in the first round. We were only like a weekend, if that. I think we're approaching a week. So that is very crazy. Very crazy. But welcome back to the podcast, guys, especially if you are new. So welcome, or welcome back. I'm glad that you guys are here, sticking along with the ride in these crazy postseason times. Today's podcast episode is going to be working a little bit differently because I'm going to be going on a mini vacation starting today, Friday, all the way up till Monday. So there will be no Saturday podcast, no Monday podcast. I'll see you guys back on Tuesday. Unless something changes for Monday, then I'll let you guys know through Twitter. I'll let you know through my social media, twitter.com slash at courtsideheat. So... If you always need to know something about me, go to Twitter. Twitter is my number one platform. I'm never going to stress that enough. Twitter is my number one platform. I highly, highly suggest it. So that's where we're going to be at for the next few days. Um, I'm going to be on vacation. Very excited about that. But I want to let you guys know so you weren't waiting for a new uh, uh, podcast to drop. And there was not one. So that's the reason behind that. It also comes with, I'm not going to be updating games uh, with when it regards to Phoenix Suns. So, starting yesterday night, uh, I saw game two. I'm sorry, I saw game three. I will talk to you guys a little about that, but I did not tweet that out. But if you guys do want to see that, it does happen on Twitter. I'll be covering game five, just game four. I'm going to be still on vacation. Will not be able to cover it on Saturday. I may do tiny things here and there. I'll continue to do the injuries. I'll continue to start lineups. I'll continue to do the news. I'm going to keep trying to write articles. But 
as of right now. I'm going to be on vacation, so limited action that's going to be happening publicly. Like I've already said, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Those are my top three, but my number one is twitter.com slash courtsideheat. You guys know where to find the podcast. That's how you're listening to it now. You can find it on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and all those other really, really good places. If I'm not said SoundCloud, you guys can check it out on SoundCloud. Through my social media, I go through, I just post the SoundCloud link because you don't need to count. And this way, if you don't have an iPhone, you don't have to search. It, it just, it's more universal. Um, with that being said, I, I don't really have any big announcements. I really have nothing else I have to say on that end. The breaking news around the league, I'm going to get you guys caught up on the biggest news. That's just going to be awards, then what's going on with the Wizards. And then my topic of the day is going to be looking at playoff matchups through the weekend, breaking them down, letting you guys where the game's going to be at, what time, etc., etc. And for the life of me, I need someone to understand this, but the NBA needs to start giving a darn about its fans. Like, you can't be making this up. I feel bad for people on the East Coast. And majority, if I looked at the demographic and I looked at charts, I'm pretty sure majority of the audience would be from East Coast. Or places that deal with later times. So, generally on the East Coast. It's very disrespectful to fans, especially at the arena, not only if they pay their hard-earned money to watch players play in person, but you're asking them to watch a Phoenix Suns-Los Angeles Clippers game at 10.30 p.m. at night? If you're, if, you're watch, if you're watching online, come on, really? A Thursday night game where people have to get up and go to work or get up and go to school who may or may not be able to watch the whole game? Or even if you're at the Minnesota game or Denver game. Come on, really? That's at 10.30 p.m. East Coast time to watch. But even not, that's still very late. To get there. To get home. You gotta get up in the next seven hours? Really? I find it very disrespectful for fans. You expect them to tune in, but you're putting on primetime games. You're putting on big matchup games. At 10.30 p.m. East Coast time? Your real end is going to 1, 2 in the morning? Because you know the postseason games, how they work is, especially if it goes through TNT for all of them, ABC or ESPN. If one starts at 5.30, then the other one will go to 8, and then that one will start 10, um, at 10.30. And it has, to, it has to wait until that one game is over. So it takes the Suns game. You go to the Timberwolves game. But then you had to wait 15 minutes after whatever game that was. Hold on. Let me find Was it Wednesday? I, I can't remember. I can't remember. But it's been extremely disrespectful. That's why when I was vacationing in Florida. And I was watching NBA games. And other televised games like the NFL. I had to stay up pretty late to watch those games. And I'm like, this is this is this is actually really sad. 
It's really how they treat their fans. They don't have to make it that late. You could push it back an hour. And I get it that it only applies really for the regular season, but, but, I'm sorry for the postseason, not right for the regular season, but it's even for even for regular season games, where people don't want to keep up with their team, we want them just DVR it or record or whatever or watch it the next day. Come on, they don't want to do all of that. So I find it very disrespectful. I really do. How do you expect a fan base to support a league when you don't even support your own fans? And I don't know if I'm the only person, but I find it very disrespectful. Because when I was in four, I was watching games, I'm like, dang, it's 1231 in the morning. And I'm a guy after a Monday night football game, Sunday night football game, Sunday night football game, or a Sunday night basketball game, I'll turn on ESPN, I'll turn on sports. I'm going to listen to something at the end. I'm going to listen to the post game, but it's not that enjoyable when I'm just trying to keep myself awake and I'm like, why am I doing this? I got to be up in the next six, seven hours to start my day. And my day is already crushed because I have content I have to make. I have other things I have to make. But I'm also taking this from a different perspective. If you're a content creator and you're ta- and you're talking about a game, you're live streaming a game, or you're trying to make a podcast, you're waiting for that final game to be over. I've done this many times. Many done many times. And when games don't get done for me till 10, 10, 30, especially for the postseason, and it's coming in late, I have to wait. And then that pushes me to 12, 1 in the morning because of the projects I'm working on, because of the podcast I'm working on. But just as a pure fan... I find that very disrespectful. And I don't mean to have this impromptu rant, but I find it incredibly and severely disheartening and disrespectful because fans should not be expected to be staying up to one in the morning because games go for two and a half hours. And if you're at an arena, come on. Think about it. You're not getting home till late. I really? I kind of find it disrespectful. That culminated with load management. I find it disrespectful. I just don't know why the NBA finds that acceptable. And I get it. This has been going on for a very long time. But... I think we really need to reconsider it because I am a uh, I, I I am a connoisseur, or however you say it. I'm sorry, my my brain's fried. Trust me. Um, I love taking in the NBA. I love watching basketball. I don't care what time it is. I will jump on a podcast, talk about basketball, or I'll rewatch basketball games, old or new. But not everyone's wired like me, and not everyone's trying to make this a job. People are just trying to do this for entertainment. So when you're messing people out of entertainment and saying, look, you have to wait till 11, especially if it's a playoff game, because you know they have that 10 minutes before it actually starts. So when a game runs over, especially in the postseason, 15 minutes over, like, okay, that's an extra 25 minutes. So the game might not get done to 1.30 in the morning. 
You're expecting the people to drive back who are tired. I'm talking about people at the Reno. Minnesota Timberwolves against Denver Nuggets. That's tough. And I know the times will be different and stuff. That's why I like being in Arizona. They're earlier. It's not a frow- there's a frow difference. And we're benefiting more from that. It's run we're we're earlier, not later, right? We're earlier tonight. But if you're just a person who just wants to pawn the TV, not fall asleep to the game, but if you want to watch a game, like if you want to watch the Miami Heat, boy, you better get ready to stay up. So disrespectful. I find that disrespectful. But whatever. Whatever. I, I, I know this is like an impromptu rant, but... This is something that I've been seeing on social media more. And this is something that I've been taking grievance to for the past month. Past two months. <sighs> to me, it's it's really sad. I, I, find, I just find it really disrespectful. That, that's, that's all. But I think the NBA needs to do better. I think the NBA needs to do better. And I'm not just saying that to say. But if you have these later games. Because take New York or Cleveland. That's all East Coast. So people are going to have to be staying up later. Or have to travel later. For what? A basketball game? When people have real life they got to attend to. Because I love basketball. Don't get me wrong, but people have work they got to do. People have to get up in the morning. They just can't be sleeping in because they had a basketball game. Sadly, that's not how real life works. And I think the NBA has lost reality on that. I think they've lost perspective on that. And I I can go deeper into this, but I know you guys have not come to the podcast to hear this mini rant, this impromptu rant, but I find it very important. Good news is, I guess it's tomorrow. It's a Friday game. So, it's not bad. You're going to the weekend. But still 6.30, It is what it is. But no one wants to watch a 9.30 game. I don't know. That's kind of disrespectful in my opinion. I find disrespectful. Maybe I'm just blowing this out of proportion. Oh well. It is what it is. I guess people enjoy it that way. I have no I have no idea. But now I'm gonna move on to something else that has to do with the NBA postseason with the NBA of course. I wanna move on to the awards. So four awards have already been announced. Coach of the year, defense player of the year. Clutch player of the year and sixth man of the year. Um, starting with the most recent one, Malcolm Brogdon. Yes, Malcolm Brogdon. He has won sixth man of the year. He won. He won that pretty convincingly. Emmanuel quickly came in second, but Emmanuel quickly was. 
I saw he was going to win. I saw he pub nice. But I saw both. I saw both could have done it. And I know I, I, know I put in for Palio and Panchero. And then parentheses. But Jalen Williams is a strong second. Emmanuel Quickly and him were both a strong first. But I saw Emmanuel Quickly was going to edge him. I thought there was going to be that slight favoritism. But you give it to the better team. You give it to the better player. I was just rooting for the underdog because I knew it was going to be close. But I saw Emmanuel Quigley did a nice job. But I also like Malcolm Brunton. They were both tied for first. I just saw Quigley was going to just out, just going to edge out Brogdon. That's how I was looking at it. Now, the next one, I, but which I actually did get right, was Coach Player of the Year, Darren Fox. That one was pretty easy. He's always been that clutch guy this season. He's always been rising up. He's been the better player. Um, I like Jimmy Buckets. I like the other finalist that's not coming to my name right uh, to my brain right now. You had Jimmy Darren. Yeah, last one should not come to my name, to my brain. But Darren was the right choice. Better team, better record, better player. He's just been that finisher. He's just been that guy. For the Sacramento Kings. So that makes sense. And then you had a unanimous decision. To crown. Mike Brown coach of the year. The first NBA coach. Head coach to ever win the award. Unanimously. 100%. Which was. Which was. Head scratching me. Because I've never seen that before. Which is very, very interesting. But he received all 101st place votes. Which made sense. Like, you knew Mike Brown and De'Aaron Fox because the historic run the Kings were having. It was just too significant to say, oh, well, maybe next time. No, no, you had to crown him. You had to crown him. And then lastly... Jaron Jackson Jr. He won Defensive Player of the Year. See, to me, I thought that was kind of close. I thought it could have gone to Brooke Lopez. 35-year-old, he was battling. He's He's been that top guy. He's been one of the best defenders in the league for the box. And I thought he out-defended... Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. I thought Brooke Lopez should have won that award, but I guess you're going to give it to the guy that has the most blocks and on the flashiest team with the biggest mouths. I don't know. I respect, I love Jaron Jackson Jr. Do I think that the Grizzlies analytics team or whoever were stating those, pat those stats were inflating it? Yeah. I think counting those stats, I think they're inflating it a bit. But congrats to Jaron Jackson Jr. I thought it should have been Brooke Lopez. I I don't know. I I don't like I don't like Brooke Lopez. I don't like the box as such, especially as a Phoenix Suns fan. But Lopez has been solid. He's just been a, a solid offensive and defensive guy. So I saw for sure he had a great chance of winning it. But I guess, I guess not. 
which is very interesting to me, which is very, very interesting. And I was just thinking about this. I'm right on three awards. I'm sorry, on two awards, but wrong on two. So right now, I'm 50% correct. I'm right on Coach of the Year, Coach Player of the Year. That's it. I'm wrong on Sixth Man of the Year and Defensive Player of the Year. So I have Most Approved Player of the Year, MVP, and Rookie of the Year. Those should all be successes. But to get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, five of the seven correct would be pretty solid. I want to give myself a six man of the year because I did say that it was close between him and Malcolm Brogdon, but I ultimately did say Emmanuel Quigley was going to win, so I have to stick with that. But I for sure saw Brooke Lopez was going to get that notch because I was up here like, okay. He's not going to be that defensive player, this dominant defensive player, as he is right now in the future. Give the Lopez because Triple J over here can always become deep boy. Can always be win those awards. And might I say it's disrespectful in the sense not to give. Not to give uh, Marcus Smart a single first place vote. He was your winner not too long ago. He was your winner last season. So I'm just saying. Mikael Bridges should have won that one. But Marcus Smart was also very good. Mikael should have won that. But not to give Smart a single first place vote. From what I heard. Was very, very disrespectful. At least in my humble opinion. Because if a guy's already won an award, he should at least get one first place vote. And I get that you're focusing on the here and now. But, um, I just, I, I don't know. I would have at least given him one. <sighs> Pretty crazy with the awards. I'm excited to see who's going to be winning win the rest. Honestly, I'm not too sure. I love to know how it's all going down. But to be honest, who knows? Who knows? And I'm trying to find out that thing again. Give me one second. I'm trying to find the awards, like the NBA awards. Because I know one's coming out Friday. One's coming out Friday. No, no, it's just Thursday, my end of Thursday, my apologies. So I have no idea if anything's coming out today. Very interesting, very, very interesting. Now, I was just checking on it. I was checking to see. Hmm. Yeah, I was checking on to see if there's any more odds. But it's going to be very interesting to see how the postseason shapes up. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. Because I'm just seeing how the postseason shapes up. Because that's how the awards going to shape up. 
Meaning, I just want to see when those are days going to be announced. I just want to know when we can find out because the suspense is killing me. I just want to know if I'm right or not. Most of the times I am right, but I don't know. I don't know. But you know what I know? Is that Joe Manager Tommy Shepard will not be back. As he's been dismissed by the Washington Wizards. Now, interestingly enough, West Unsell Jr., son of Hall of Famer and the late great Wes Unseld. He had, Wes Unseld was amazing. Wes Unseld Jr. remained the head coach of Washington. So, there's going to be some shifts, but uh, Tommy Shepard, he's been there since 2019, since getting promoted to that role. Because originally he was just interim GM. They're like, okay, let's give you the GM role. All we did was just cut the salary of John Wall, which was obvious, and give a super max to Brad Beal. He didn't do a lot of the grand scheme. He didn't rebuild his team. Like, he dished out contracts, but... Uh, he really didn't do much. As much as he's saying that, he really didn't do much. Hmm. I think there's still potential West on Soul Jr. You just gotta get more pieces out there. You gotta get more pieces out there. I know you're going to re-sign Kyle Kuzma. I know you're going to try to keep Brad Bill. But Brad Bill has been very uncomfortable to watch because if you're a Washington Wizards fan, I'm an advocate for him to leave. He keeps trying to commit suicide and stay with that team. I want him to leave. He does not want to leave. But I guess seeing if everything shapes up because the Wizards plan to replace Shepard with an executive from outside the organization... I guess you could say, okay, if you bring him in, you bring that executive outside the organization, Come, he just comes in outside of it, just bum come in, do all this stuff. Unsell Unso Jr., him can, him can work. They can work together. Then we can try to convince the players. Okay, now we have Kyle Kuzma come back. Brad Bills, he's going to give in our season. Okay, now we have something. But the rest of the team's interesting. If you look at the team, look, this is the team you got. Chris Porzingis, Salt. Kyle Kuzma, Salt. Brad Bill, Salt. Denny Avaja, Vaji, yeah, he's okay. Corey Kersper, he's decent. He could be good. Daniel Gafford, he's interesting. Ty Gibson, whatever. They're ba- they're just a bad team. Then Kendrick Nunn is, to say the least, not good. He's a bench player that deserves like a minute or two. He's just one of those bench warmers. As much to hate saying that, it is the absolute truth. And whether you guys agree with me or not, it is the truth. It just is. But the Wizards have a long way. They just have a long way to go. They're not close to being the postseason or even fighting for a championship because they need to revamp their team. If they're highlighting Kendrick Nunn, who's 27 years old and has done nothing for his career, I'm not going to say nothing, but 
it's definitely been underwhelming since being drafted back in 2018. It just gets really interesting with the Wizards. Now, I'm going to go over that in, de- in more detail later. Because I really just want to jump into the playoff matchups for this weekend and f- uh, for this upcoming weekend. Or I guess you could already say like we're in a weekend now. Just starting with Friday. Because many people are consider Friday to be a weekend type day. I don't know. I don't know. That's just how people view it. That's how people see it. I want to start with Thursday. That was yesterday. I'm honestly convinced that the Warriors are better off without Draymond Green. Draymond Green is a bum. He's an egotistical maniac. And he's just some loser that thinks he's done something in his career. When in fact, he's just been taken for a joyride by one of the most successful teams in NBA history. Through the likes of Stephen Curry. Think about it. Draymond Green contributes absolutely nothing. If Andrew Bogut could have played. He played the same as Draymond. Draymond is just a dirtier player. That's the only difference between him and Bogut. And I'm sorry to say that about Bogut. Because Bogut's. I actually like Bogut. So I'm sorry to say that. To Bogut. I'm, I'm sorry. But Harrison Barnes, in my opinion, is a way better player than Draymond Green. Draymond Green is just one of those... Um, he's just one of... I'm not going to call him a liability, but Draymond Green is just one of those guys like, Oh, okay, he's there. Just let him kick people in the crotch. Okay. Like, no one cares for him. Like, you knocked out your own teammate. You step on people. You kick people in the crotch. You're just a jerk. You have your own stupid podcast, which is pretty much a troll fest. You got nothing good to say. You're just some loser that's been carried by Stephen Curry in this Warriors franchise, in this Warriors organization, rather. So, don't pretend that you've contributed something. You've contributed absolutely zero. And if I could put you in the negatives, I would. Draymond Green, to me, is just a huge liability and a huge headache. And how Stephen Curry is now an all-league GM on him is beyond me because I would have got rid of his sorry bum. But, with that being said, it was nice seeing the Warriors win because they've been so dysfunctional. They can't win away. They can't by home. They can't. But it was nice seeing them play their style of basketball because it's just been so dysfunctional. But when you put the newer guys into it, I know a lot of guys like Moe's Moody and Jonathan Kamenga and Jordan Poole, they've been a little disgruntled, a little upset by how things are going, how they're being treated. And I don't blame them. It's absolutely disgusting because you have bums like Draymond Green taking up their spot when it doesn't have to be that way. You have to let the new era of guys. You have to see if they're really worth it or not. And people are trying to debate, well, is Austin Reeves better than Jordan Poole? Who's better in that situation? Or is Jordan Poole just overrated? I think he's overrated for the contract, but that's just today's NBA price tag for these guys. That's just my feeling on it. But the Warriors showed that they can still win, that they were never really out of it. They bought the Kings by 17, but it only matters if you can win away. If you can't win on the road, then you're not going to have that much success. I'm just being honest. 
And while I applaud the Nets for fighting, their their season is over. Like their season is so beyond over. It's it's not even funny. The at least two of three games. Like the first game was a blowout. Need seventy sixers free now. Then the Nets make it interesting in game two and game three. Where it came down to the wire. It really came down to the wire yesterday. Just the Nets keep getting outscored in the fourth quarter. And that's just killing them. That's absolutely killing them. I'm trying to see why I had that going. Because I know in my one podcast episode, I broke this all through. I Honestly, I thought Brooklyn was going to win two games. But Philly went in six. I thought this could have been a win in six situation. Because I thought the Nets could have made it interesting. I think their dreams are dead now. But I thought, okay, if you win a game, then you have a likelihood of winning two games. That's how I look at it. The Warriors, look. When you look at the Warriors and Kings, this is good. They're going to protect home court. They're just going to... Just going to avoid everything. It's going to be no advantage. This is going to go in seven, and the Kings are going to win it. That's how I see it. It's just how I see it. Because the Kings, are gonna, if they play in game seven, then they're going to get that advantage at home. And you know that the Warriors can't play away. It just can't. For whatever reason, they just can't. It's like one of the craziest things ever. It's just a really bad curse. They can't break. Now, I like how... The Suns were able to beat the Clippers yesterday. Devin Booker killed everyone with 45 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 blocks. Devin Booker is so underrated. He needs to be near overrated, in my opinion, for people to respect him. Like, Devin Booker is one of our greats in today's era. Like, people need to give him his flowers. The players recognize it, but the fans do not and all the uh, stupid talking heads throughout the media who are just idiots that don't recognize it. And I'm not saying that from a son's bias. I'm just saying it from a, hey, I'm an NBA fan. I see what Booker's been doing. You can't keep making excuses. You can't keep blaming him. You have to give him his flowers. You just have to. You have to give this man his respect. You just have to. Quit being babies about this. I get it that everyone likes to pretend they don't have bias. But they do. So quit having bias towards Devin Booker. Quit having hatred towards him. And I know people were upset by game one. Same with me. They're experimental. But from what I saw in game two, which was a murder fest. Of course, Scott Foster was there. But it was a murder fest in the first half. But in the second half, we got there. The fans are still rowdy. It was so bad. So many people were trying to fight Scott Foster. There was just so many verbal, not altercations, but so many verbal things happening. Even Al McCoy had a terrible one just to settle down. That didn't work. It was almost a hostile takeover. If I was Matt Ashby, I would just go on the phone right then and there. And just called Adam Silver and say, you got to tell your boys to knock it off. But the Scott Foss curse is officially broken, who won 13 games in a row against Chris Paul. Pretty obnoxious. Pretty sad to retire by ref. I hate Tony Brothers. I hate Ed Malloy. I hate Scott Foster. Those are my top three. Now, Sean Corbin? I like Sean Corbin. 
I will let that be known. I do like Sean Carlman. But yeah, the Suns, they've been battling. They're up 2-1. They're up 2-1. This is solid. This is solid. And I just want to let you guys know, I want to let you guys know this. That with Kawhi not playing yesterday in game three, well, that was a shock. It was smart because they won one in Phoenix. So now you're like, okay, we could tie this up 2-2. Kawhi will be back for game four. But this was just all going to be about precautionary actions. This is like, okay, your knee, I know you tweaked it. You have a sprain. This is just a precaution. We just need you to be fine. We'll give up game free if we can't win. Of course, they couldn't win it. Even though Norm Powell, or, yeah, Powell, 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 Norm Powell, thank you. Since Norm Powell went off for 42 points. But, just, we're going to let you take game free off. We're going to come back for game four. Because no need for you to keep her in that knee just to play through, especially on a quick turnaround. But they, they're going to try to go 2-2. And the Suns need to take advantage of Kawhi being out. And if Kawhi's out longer and he misses game four, and you have to capitalize and try to end this at five. I have the Suns ending in six, but I can see them ending in five. I should post this to social media. But, of course, I already told you guys all of this in a prior podcast episode, so I'm not making this up as I go. I'm just not. But, no. So, the team's been playing well, and I just want to say this. If Stabonis Sabonis ever wants to come to the Phoenix Suns, let him come, because DeAndre has not been my favorite. He's not been my favorite. My guy has hands made of butter. He has no hand grip. He just... He's really soft. He has no physicality. He can't even jump. Chris Paul is jumping higher than him. Chris Paul, out of all people, is 38 years old and shorter than DA. Was jumping higher than DA and ground rebounds than was ground more physical rebounds than DA. It was actually really sad. But is it new? No. And I'm gonna talk about that more when I return on Tuesday. I'm going to talk about a lot of this more, but I'm just letting you guys know what's going on. I'm just keeping you guys up to speed. This is more of like the Reader's Digest podcast episode, just a vacation coming up. But there's just been some critical things wrong with the Suns, but I I'm av- I advocated for the Suns to re-sign DA. I thought that would have been amazing, but after seeing how limited he's been improving, and it's not Monty's fault. It's no one's fault besides DA. I honestly do believe that. I think it's time to trade him. I think it's either time to trade him or... Yeah, you have to trade him. And DeMond Sabonis, you pay up DeMond Sabonis. DeMond Sabonis is more physical. He'll get you more rebounds. And he'll get he'll, he'll just be physical. He'll just be that guy you need. He'll get you more points. He'll get you more rebounds. He'll have more quality and effectiveness. I like DA, I do, he just needs to be a little more physical, he needs to attack the basket, he needs to stop doing all those stupid fadeaways, he needs to trust himself more, and he needs to catch the darn ball, his hands are the biggest issue, I've never seen worse hands than his, and that's not an exaggeration, oh, craziness. so that's, that's Thursday, so I was, I, 
I was trying to wrap it up. I was trying to make first egg this Reader's Digest, right? Because we're going to know more when I return for uh, for Tuesday's episode. But I just want to give you guys a feel. I say Nuggets, Timberwolves, unless something fundamentally changes. Unless the Timberwolves can win a game. Because they almost won game two. Don't forget about that. They almost won game two until it just got too far a reach. I have Denver winning this in five. It looks like the Nuggets could be beating the Timberwolves in four. Just gotta hope that the Timberwolves have some fight left in them. They're just not gonna lie there and die and just take it. I, I, I don't know what you say to that, but if you win a game at home, you okay, you make it interesting. I still like the Timberwolves as a fan. I still like the Timberwolves. As a fan, I still like the Nets. But we all know the reality that the Nets aren't going to win, nor are the Timberwolves going to win. It's going to be the Nuggets and the 76ers. But the Nuggets are the better team. So, I saw it was going to be a lot closer. Like Game 2. Game 1 was a demolishing, crushing defeat. But Game 2 had a little bit of life, even though you're down double digits. They fought through. They almost won, but they just could not pull through. They just could not pull which is so sad. I think another game I could end in four. Another series I could end in four would be Celtics Hawks. The Hawks have to start getting serious. Trey Young has been so bad for the Hawks. They pull off Trey Young. He's been ice cold. I he's been ice tray. It's always been it's been ice trade. Ice young. And not a good way. I had Boston win in five, but they can honestly win in four if they play it right. Honestly, can win in four, which is kind of pathetic for the Hawks. I wonder how that makes Quinn Snyder feel. It's really interesting, but it's not been a, this series has not been fun. He's just been controlled by Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. It's been controlled by everyone that's on the Celtics. They've just been sticking it to the Hawks. They've just been crushing, been crushing them. Like just pressing their thumb right into their head. It's, it's absolutely bananas to see it. I think that also we can see the Cavaliers beat the Knicks in six. I know the series tied 1-1. I don't see the Knicks winning more than two games, if that. So I think if they win one more, that's it. And you're going to see the Cavaliers win that in six. So I think for Friday's games, you're going to see the Celtics, Cavaliers, and Nuggets win. But the fan of me says... Celtics, Cavaliers, Timberwolves. So only one of the three games really change. If we go from the from the, uh, I don't know, like NBA expert. I don't know. I, I guess you'd call that from NBA expert perspective to an NBA fan perspective outlook. I think that'd be fair to say. I just want to see the Timberwolves succeed. I really do. I really, really, really do. Right now, it could have been Timberwolves Grizzlies. Or they could have been eliminated. But it would definitely have been Nuggets Lakers. I don't know if that would have been better or not. Now, this is where it gets really interesting. This is where it gets really interesting. 76ers Nets. Maybe the 76ers, but they could get eliminated. Come Saturday. Like the Nets could be eliminated. Come Saturday. 
Game four, Suns Clippers. I'm taking the Suns. Bucks Heat. I'm taking the Heat. The Heat not winning it on in game two. Not winning game two is bad because there was no Giannis. That's why I've always made the argument that the Bucks losing Giannis it was not as severe as the Heat losing Tyre Euro because the Heat have not been able. They don't have a great roster. They just don't. This, and especially to lose one of their top players on that roster. Whereas the Bucks, they can do that. The Bucks, they can fundamentally lose one of their good players or their superstar. They're equipped to win without him. I believe that. And it was proven there. But now the Heat, the Heat need to win it. The Heat, they did a job by winning game one. But it's time that they, they took it home. It's time that the hero, okay, we're going to finish this up. We made our mistakes, but we're just going to finish it up now. So I think in the end, I'm, we're going to see the Heat win. I have the Heat winning in six. That's not changing. Just not changing. Then Grizzlies versus Lakers. Hate the Lakers. I'm moderately fond of the Grizzlies, but I'm having the Grizzlies win. I'm having the Grizzlies win. I have the Grizzlies winning in seven. That's going to be a battle. I have no idea what's going to be happening with John Morant. His hand's a mess right now. There's just things. How injuries are happening everywhere, man. Every injury is just happening everywhere. So, that's going to be very, very interesting. I actually can't wait for that, to be honest. And then, of course, for Sunday, we have Cavaliers, Gang Kings, Celtics, Nuggets. Look. I can see the Celtics Hawks series ending on Sunday. Same with the Nuggets, Timberwolves. Then Cavaliers, Knicks, and Kings, Warriors are going to keep on going. But I'm saying it's going to start to wrap up after Sunday. Then heading into Monday, you're going to be seeing. Oh. Yeah, and also for Sunday, if necessary, Bucks, Heat, Nets, 76ers. I don't think you're going to need. I don't think we're going to need that at game five if necessary. But it's to be determined on the time for the Bucks heat game. For Sunday per ESPN. But Nets and Sixers, I don't see that being a game five. I want the Nets just to win. I want Brooklyn Bridges just to win one game in his postseason with the Nets. I really do want that, but I don't know. The game four, Monday, April 24th, Grizzlies-Lakers. Then, yeah, we just keep it wrong. We just keep it wrong. Tuesday would be game fives for Timberwolves and for Celtics or Nuggets and Celtics. Then Wednesday would be kind of the same thing. But then, the, but then Wednesday would be starting to see the wrap-up of the Heat Box Series. Warriors-Kings, Lakers-Grizzlies, Knicks-Cavaliers. Oh, you can't be saying that's all game five. Then first, I'm just going for all this, April 27th at this point. Game 6 is necessary for Nuggets, but no, that's over. Game The Suns are going to have this over before 6. I know I called it in 6, but the fan of me just wants to see him get it done in 5. Especially if Denver gets this done in 4. I hope they get this done in 5. So both teams can just get done in 5. Or even in 6. There's not that big advantage. That's just my opinion. That's just 
my feeling. And that's kind of what I got right now. And majority and all those games are going to be on TNT or ESPN. Unless you're going for the, your local provider like Valley Sports. I know the Phoenix Suns are. So catch K-Ray and Eddie Johnson. That's the only that's the only time we're gonna be that's the last time we're gonna be hearing them after this series. So after the opening round, second round beyond it's gonna be on the mainstream guys. And unless it's Reggie Miller and Kevin Harlan, I do not care for anyone else. I'm just being quite honest. And guys, with that being said, this is all I have for today's podcast episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's been fun. I'm gonna by the time this episode comes out, I'm gonna be already heading to vacation for my free day getaway. And yeah, I'm gonna try to tweet. I'm gonna try to keep up to date. If you guys got any questions, you know where to find me. Until then, I'll see y'all later. Peace out. Have a great weekend. Y'all know where to find me. Signing out. I'm signing off. Peace out. Ah! Ah!